Today's message is a different, it's different in, in methodology, it's different. I, have all, I try to preach all different kinds of ways, really. I ask God to give me variety. Why? Because God is a God of variety. If you look around, God's a God of a variety. He doesn't do the same thing every time. I try to break it up, do expositional type preaching, topical type preaching, subject preaching, what they call topical preaching, and then I do character preaching. I do historical preaching. And then I also do what I do today, which is a what I call listing preaching. It's a listing. It's a simple list. I'm going to scare you. It's a list of 17 things. If you've been around preachers, you should be scared. We will be out of here before 1 o'clock, I promise you. You'll be out of here before uh, 12 probably. What time is it, by the way? You know, I can't read that clock. That's very dangerous when a preacher can't read the clock. We're going to have to get a clock with bigger numbers on it. I don't know what's happening. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? That's the title. I've been intrigued as I read through the Bible year after year after year, and I hope you do too. All the way back to the time of David in 1000 BC, the question had been asked in Psalm 24, 8, and a lot of what I talk about will come out of the psalm. Who is this king of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle? All the city of Jerusalem at the triumphal entry wondered who this was coming in on a on a baby, a colt full of an ass, as it's called, a baby donkey, a small young donkey. They laid their garments down and cried, Hosanna, the king is coming. They wondered, who is this? The Bible said the whole city shook, was stirred up. Who is this? Who is this? Jesus even asked his disciples what others thought, or who, what others thought he was or who he was. Most of you know in Matthew chapter 16, uh, Jesus said to them, he said, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And you remember the fabulous spirit-led answer of Peter, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Some of them said, well, some people say you're John the Baptist, some Jeremiah, some a prophetess to come back. But who do ye say that I am? Who do you all say that I am the apostle? Who, you, who, are, who am I? Oh, and Peter of course, kind of being representative of them. Stood up and said, Lord, to Christ, Son of God. And they, oh, and Jesus said, now, you didn't get that on your own. Let me tell you, spiritual understanding comes from God. You're not here today because you figured it out. You're here today because the Holy Spirit enlightened you as you sought him, and he lets you see it. God lets you see it as you trust him by faith. Because faith is a catalyst for anything you're going to get from God. Because without faith, it's impossible to please Him. The people who ate with Jesus when the, when the woman came in and washed His feet said, Who is this that forgives sins also? Herod, when he, thought, when he was talking about Jesus in Luke chapter 9, verse 9, Herod said, John, I have beheaded, but who is this whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him. He did see him, by the way, eventually. The general public 
In John chapter 12, verse 34, the people answered him and said, We have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. And how sayest thou the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to uh, Psalm chapter 18. Psalm chapter 18. The first few verses, powerful. Wow. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. And notice just a quick listing. You say, you preach a listing sermon. I'm going to in a moment. Because the listing is in the Bible. The Bible uses listing also. Right here is an example. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation, my high tower. That's a pretty good list. I will call upon the Lord whom is worthy to be praised, so I so shall I be saved from mine iniquity or enemies. I'll get this right. Verse four. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, the snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of the temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. The Bible's a living book. As you read it, Psalm written, that Psalm probably written 1000 BC, 3000 years ago. As a born again believer, the Holy Spirit will whisper that in your ear. That's for you. That's for you. I want to mention 17 things in a list that God, especially when we speak about the Lord Jesus, is to us. For Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. I hope you know that and believe that to be true because that's what it is. If he wasn't God, he couldn't have said much of what he said he could have never said. He said his words would never fail. He said uh, so many so many specific things that could not, nobody could do that but God. He said, he that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. You could not say that unless you were God. The deity of Christ is all through the entire New Testament. He's God. And, and Colossians says he's the one that made everything. I mean, it makes it specific. He doesn't leave, doesn't leave it to you to guess about it. He's the one that made everything. Now, does that give you some comfort this morning? If he's my Savior and one who I'm trusting in, and I am, and I know that he made everything, and there's nothing that was made that was not made by his hand. He made everything, visible, invisible, thrones, principalities, and powers. He made it all. What's above the earth, on the earth, and under the earth. He made it all. Then that gives me confidence that he can keep his promises to me. And when he says something, though it seems far-fetched, maybe to the eye of unbelief, to the eye of belief, it's, it's, it's vital. It's real. So as I begin these, I need to obviously keep moving through them. But you could stop on any one of them, probably preach 17 sermons on these, no doubt. First of all, I list, he's my rock. What does that mean? It means he's my security. His immutability. His solidness. Rock of ages, cleft for me. 
Let me hide myself in thee. That'll wake you up. You know, saying the choir, right? On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Remember that one? You remember the parable of the foolish man and the wise man? The foolish man built his house upon the sand. The wise man built his house upon the rock. Where have you built your house? Where have you built your house? Now, you live in Fort Myers Beach. You build it on the sand. I know. I worked on the condos when they were developing Fort Myers Beach in the 70s. I worked on a lot of those condos. And those condos, Fort Myers Beach, they drove, this, they drove their pilings underneath those condos 130 feet and didn't hit anything. But it's just all sand. And they call them friction pilings. They put them down 130 feet, and the friction of 130 feet holds that entire 20-story building from... At least we hope it does. The engineer says it does. Second Samuel twenty-two thirty-two says, "For who is God save the Lord? Who is a rock? Save our God." I could stop here, man. Psalm eighteen two said, "The Lord is my rock." I read it to you. Psalm forty says, "He brought me up out of an horrible pit, and out of the miry clay, and put my feet upon a rock, and established my going." This week I met a girl a waitress in a restaurant, and I told her, I gave her a gospel track, and I said, Jesus has saved me. And if it wasn't for Jesus, I would probably be alive today. He saved me out of the 60s. Of course, to her, what's the 60s? The 1860s, the 1960s? I said 1960s, the drug culture. He saved me out of that. And she looked at me, I hope, I hope she gets it. I hope she gets it. I hope the Holy Spirit takes that. Psalm 62, 6 says, He's only, he only is my rock, and so many other places. Oh, I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 says, And did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. It's talking about the children of Israel in the wilderness. That rock was Christ. That's a statement. 1 Corinthians 10, 4. That rock was Christ. You don't have to interpret that. That rock was Christ. Who's going to help you in life? Who's going to be your security in life? We're living in a day of insecurity. Stock market took the biggest plunge in, the seventh biggest plunge in the history of the stock market here last week. And that didn't bother me because I had no money in the stock market. Now, if you had money in the bank, it should bother you because all that money has been placed in the stock market. And if the stock market actually failed, all your money in the bank would be gone, except for 5%. There is no security. For your money. Because there is no security in this world for you and me. God made it that way and he's going to keep it that way. You may think you're secure and have your widow maker 95% blocked or 98% blocked and you celebrate that you're secure and drop over a heart attack. Or you may have pancreatic cancer, which by the way, I just heard... It takes seven years to manifest itself. It's in your body for seven years working without being detectable. And by the time it's detectable, it's too late most of the time. You could be sitting there right now with that in you. I'm secure. You're not secure except for Jesus, man. Jesus is all the security you need. And I'm, a, I'm not going to surprise you with this except unless the rapture comes, you 
are going to die. And you should be ready for it. You young people, babe, you're going to die young. You may die young. I go to a graveyard and I see 13-year-olds buried there and 15-year-olds buried there and 17-year-olds buried there and 20-year-olds buried there, one right after another, all the way through life. I had a, I had a mortician not t- tell me a while back, why are so many 35-year-olds dying? Doc, why are they dying of a heart attack? Why are so many 35-year-olds dropping over? He said, I've been burying them one right after another. Life is not secure. The Bible says, teach us to number our days. Now, at this pace, it's going to take me three hours to get through this. I'll be here by myself. My wife will probably be in the truck waiting for me. He's my fortress. Protection of outside enemies. Do you know you have a lot of enemies? I don't have any enemies, preacher. You got the world's your enemy. Your flesh is your enemy. And the devil's your enemy. Plus, you got a few more that you made. You got a lot of enemies. You need help against your enemies. These are fortress. Woo, he preserveth the souls of his saints, 90, Psalm 97.10. Psalm 145.20 said, The Lord preserveth all them that love him. I say amen to that. Thirdly, he's my deliverer. That speaks of rescue. That means I need rescuing. Boy, I need rescuing, amen. I need him to come and help me. I was hopelessly lost without power to find my own way, doomed to judgment for my own sin, closed in darkness and confusion. When Jesus passed by, oh, what a difference when Jesus passed by. He's my God. He's your God. Should be personal, by the way. All these are personal. It's, it's not a religion. It's not a, it's not a denomination. It's not a creed. It's a person. The Lord Jesus Christ. That you must know. He's our deliverer. He's your God. I say here in my notes, he's my boss. I do not look at God like, oh, my buddy, buddy, even though he is my friend, he's really my God. He's great and lifted up, mighty to be. I dress as though he were my God. I talk as though he were my God. I live as though he were my God. My conversation and my speech has radically been changed by Jesus Christ. I, was, I worked on the railroad for about a year and a half, and I never heard such vulgar language in all my life as the railroaders. Probably firemen are the same. You get a big group of men together, construction workers. They're nasty, filthy-minded, filthy-talking. You can't even believe people can be that wicked, but they can be worse than that. He's my strength. That's my energy, my force. Zechariah 4.6 says, Not by might nor by power, but by thy spirit, saith the Lord. When I believe I will not be able to go on, he strengthens me to go on. I never thought I could go to college, and yet God, through those seven years, compressing those seven years into four, I made it through college with good grades. That was amazing to me. 
I had people at college tell me, you need to go on and get your further degrees. And I said, further degrees? I wanted to quit school at sixth grade. I didn't see why I had to go to school anymore once I learned how to read and write. Do a little bit of arithmetic. If you can divide, add, subtract, what else do you need? Well, you do need other stuff. And God said, go further. And so I went further. He's my strength. He's my trust. Number six, if you're counting. He's my trust. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Believe not in your own, lean not in your own understanding. Or to be able to trust somebody. Boy, it's important to trust people. You know, one, the basis of a marriage is trust. There's no doubt about it. When you lose trust, you are shaken in your marriage. Doesn't mean it should dissolve, but it means you're shaken. I trust my woman implicitly. And she trusts me implicitly. And we that's so important for us to walk together, that we trust each other. That doesn't mean I'm stupid. Years ago when she said she would be going somewhere, once in a while I went and checked to see if she was really there. I know some of you are saying, you checked and seen if she was really there? I told you I wasn't stupid. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. I believe he'll do, and I've checked him out. He does what he said he's going to do. I've checked him out. At 70 years old, I've checked him out. He does what he said he's going to do, and more. He's my shield, number seven, sudden protection. Out of nowhere, fear will shoot at you. A dart of fear will hit you, and your shield will protect you, a shield of faith. Out of nowhere, doubt will shoot at you, and that dart can be glanced off or absorbed by the shield of faith. Nowhere, no, out of nowhere, a tragedy will come. On the way home from church today, a tragedy may take place. And a shield of faith will help you in that tragedy. You're going to need the shield of faith. The shield is mobile, it's adaptable, and can protect any part of your body. It's a vital part of your warfare as a Christian. The shield of faith. Oh, he's my shield. He's my high tower. No, oh, I like that, this one. You can see what's coming because of high tower. Cities in the, of old built high towers so they could see out. They didn't have down-looking satellites and all this other stuff. They, had, they just had eyesight. They built the high towers. He shows us what's coming. Hasn't God shown you? Have you read the Bible? He shows you what's coming. Have you, have you read through the Bible and the characters of the Bible? Have you seen how he dealt with them? He shows you what's coming. Have you seen... Have you seen how God is gracious to those who love him and to serve him and will do his will and how he judges those that turn away from him? He, sh he showed you what's coming. He showed you what you need to know. That's why you got to read the book. That's why you got to put it to your heart and do some meditation on it and memorization on it because he shows you the future. He's your high tower. He's, he's showing you what's coming. Man, as a born-again believer, you need that. 18 years old, when I got right with God, I'm glad I got into the Bible because I began to see. I didn't know how to be a parent, but he showed me. I didn't know how to be a husband, but he showed me. I didn't know really what I should be at work, but he showed me. What kind of citizen should I be? He showed me. He's my high tower. He's my stay, number nine. He settles me. Gives me stability. Jesus keeps me from the curse of double-mindedness. Man, what is the definition of insanity? Unpredictability. Somebody comes around you, 
and they're unpredictable, it should spook you. It should spook you. You know, one time they're they're loving, lovely, loving, kind. Next time they're screaming at you like you're a crazy man. One time, I've had it happen. I've, I've been around people like that. They're, they're like, they, we call them schizo, but that's just the name. Uh, you know, they're up, they're down, they're it, they're that, they're unstable. And the Bible says the double-minded man is unstable in all these ways. And the Bible says not, don't, it said don't, that person should not even think that he's going to get answered prayer. James chapter 1, you can read it. Don't let that man think he should receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man, double-minded woman. Boy, oh boy, you don't want to be that. You want to be single-minded. You want to have the stay of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life to keep you stable. I love the stability which Jesus brings to people's lives. I love it. You, I, I have such a schedule that I, I can tell you what I'm going to be doing on what day five years from now. Well, if I'm alive. If the rapture hasn't taken place, if things remain the same, because I have a schedule. God's given me stability. I've scheduled things and put them in order. You read the Bible, you do this, and you do you have scheduling and you discipline yourself. And you if you're just skelter, helter skelter, by the way, which was not a happy song. If you're just helter skelter, that's not that's the way of the world. That's the way of the evil one. The way of God is scheduled, the way of God is disciplined. He's your stay. He'll settle you down. Keep you from drifting into purposelessness. He's your anchor. Ooh, I think there's a song about that in there. He's my anchor. He keeps me. Economy drops. He's my stay. My health drops. He's my stay. Your friends betray you. He's your stay. He'll be with you all the way home. Number 10 is your portion. He's your portion. That's inheritance. They tell you they they tell you that to retire you need six hundred thousand dollars invested. And the reason they want you to invest is because they want your money and they want to make a lot of money off your money, but nevertheless. They want you to give them six hundred thousand bucks, invest it, and then you can live you can live happily ever after. You believe that? Yeah. Well most of you don't have it. I don't have no $600,000 in the bank, not even close to that, no. No. When I retire, I got to get a job. I mean, a real job, not being a preacher. I think I won't be a busboy at a local restaurant. I know how to do that. Coffee? Coffee, anyone? He's my portion, though. I don't have to worry. You know, I may never be good looking. No amens on that. Okay, I may never be good looking, but Jesus is my portion. I may never have wealth, but Jesus is my portion. I may never have fame, but Jesus is my portion. I may never have health from here on, but Jesus is my portion. Nothing can touch you in the Lord Jesus Christ, really. Nothing can touch you. Glory, I'm glad somebody's awake. Glory to God, hallelujah. Now, you may be amen, and I couldn't hear it. It's possible. I bought a set of hearing aids. I want you, I'm glad, I'm sure you're going to be happy about this. I bought a set of hearing aids yesterday. Amen. What'd she say? Uh, I bought them a Bass Pro. $30. 
$39.95. Walker, Walker Hearing Aids. It's a company that makes uh, hearing, hearing for hunting. I'm sure you're glad. That's why I don't have about this morning. <laughs> don't ever do that because they're junk. But anyways, he's my portion. He's my inheritance. I, I'm a joint. Let me read it. It said in Romans chapter 8, verse 16, 17, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we're the children of God and have children then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together. There it is. I am an heir of the God of the universe. Number 11, he's my cup. He satisfies my longings. He brings sweet things to me in the night. He gives me joy unspeakable and full of glory. He communes and comforts us. He feeds us daily uh, with spiritual food. Psalm 107, 9 says, For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry with goodness. I have a bread, I have a meat to eat, which you know not. That's what Jesus told his disciples. He's my shepherd. Of course, you know this one. You've heard this one a lot of times, Psalm 23. He, he, he's over, he takes care of me. He oversees my going in and my coming out in life. I like in Psalm 23, he prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. My enemies get to look at the table, but they don't get to partake of the table. Think about it. God, in the midst of trouble, will give you a sense of joy. I've seen it with my own eyes. People in, a, in the midst of trauma, in the midst of trouble as a born-again Christian, and yet because they're trusting in God, they have the Holy Spirit, they're relying on Him, they got like a sense of joy about it. I've been in a lot of nursing homes where people are dying, and they're suffering. The end of life is ugly. The beginning of life is ugly. The end of life is ugly. And yet I've seen that joy. I would go room to room in nursing homes, room to room. I'd go in a room and a person was unsaved, and there would be a spirit of fear and a spirit of anger that God's letting this happen to them, and why is God doing this? And they were blaming God and angry at God and nasty. I'd go into the next room, and there was, it was almost like walking in the, the Holy of Holies. It was like a spirit of peace in that room. There was a spirit of, of sweetness in that room. And I would start talking to the person, and I already knew. Before I ever talked to them, this person's born again. And they say, oh, isn't Jesus sweet? Now, here they are, all arthritically maimed, you know, and in pain every day. And they've been that way for years. They finally got so bad they couldn't walk, and they're in a nursing home, uh, setting out their last few days of life. And I go in there, and they cheer me up. They probably felt sorry for me that I had more time left on earth. Yeah, it's truth. I'm not, not pulling your leg. He's my shepherd. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's true. He's my light. He shows me what's right and wrong. How do I know what's right and wrong? How do I know? Solomon. He goes to, God, God goes to Solomon and he says, Asking me what you want. Think about it. What if God came to you tonight and said, what do you want? What do you want? What would you say? 
a lot of money, a lot of fame, a lot of power? Or would you ask what Solomon asked for? Give me wisdom that I can rule over this great people, that I know the difference between good and wrong, right and wrong. Basically, that's what he said. I know the difference between right and wrong. Because you know you don't know the difference between right and wrong unless God helps you. There's people out there in the world today that know not God or the Bible that think they're doing, they're promoting transgenderism and they think that's right. They're promoting homosexuality and they think that's right. They're promoting immorality and they think that's right. They're promoting no more marriage. There's a group out there that says, we don't need to marry anymore. Just we'll all live together back and we're like a bunch of dogs and cats. And that's okay. But that's not okay with the God who made them. He's my light. Number 14 is my defense. He takes care of me and seeds for me. Oh, the devil accuses you. Listen, Revelation chapter 12 verse 10 says, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. The trouble is I give him material. The trouble is you give, you give the devil some, some real material to accuse you of. Do you know Jesus is your advocate? That's a lawyer representing you before the Father, the advocate Jesus Christ. He's, representing, he's making intercession for us right now at the right hand of the throne of glory. And uh, he's, he, when I act stupid and do stupid, which is too often, he says, it's under the blood. You know, my, he's my son. He's trusted me by faith. He's under the blood. I'm not sure what he says, but one way or another, he advocates for me. I know that. I need somebody to advocate for me. Number 15, he's my song. <laughs> he's my song. Job chapter 35, 10 says, who give us songs in the night. Daily joy, fellowship, songs of victory. I worked on the railroad, like I told you. It was a very depressive time. I'm looking at the time. It was a very depressive time for me on the railroad. I was uh, newly married, had a child, broke, got a job on the railroad, third shift, bottom of the... I was called the third pin because there was no below, below there, were, there were no there were no people below me. I was at the bottom of the world. Well, filthy minded, filthy verbally, filthy. Our, the little the little uh, hut we, we tried to stay warm in was seventeen below zero a lot of time in the winter, and uh, I'd get in that hut and it was the wallpaper was four x pornography. And I'm trying to be clean in my mind, so I just would go in the hut and lay and just look down and go out and work in the colds. And, you know, time it was just it was so depressing. And when I'd go to work, I had a 69 VW bug. The ice would form on the inside of the inside of the bug, and I had to have an ice scraper for the inside of the bug because there was no heat in them Volkswagens. About you know, a hundred mile down the road, it may get warm. But you, you were, you know, I was seven, and I was, I was on the way to work. I don't know. Maybe you can't appreciate this. Maybe you've never been this way. But man, I got down. I mean, I had a sense of despondency that was that thick. I just was down, and I didn't know anywhere anything else to do. But I know one thing: God's my song. And I not, I don't sing very well, but I was just me. 
And I'd sing, Oh, Lord, my God, when I an awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I hear... I do something. Hey, you know, when I'm there, nobody even corrects me. I make my own words up. And God don't care because he knows I mean from my heart what I'm saying. It's true. It's beautiful. Gives you songs in the night. I used to sing how great thou art. Every time I went to work because I was depressed. On the way home, I said, victory in Jesus. He's my song. Number 16, he's my keeper. He's the ultimate security. Even there shall thy hand lead me, and the right hand shall hold me. Psalm 139.10. No matter where I go, Psalm 139.9.8 say, no matter where I go, I can't get away from God. He's there to help me. He's going to help me wherever I go. God will perform it. God will present me and you faultless before his throne. He will resurrect you in his likeness. You will get a new body like unto his glorious body. He will do what he said he's going to do. He is my keeper. And lastly, number 17, he's my goodness. If I may say, he's my righteousness. He's my righteousness. Romans chapter 3, verse 24, being justified freely, Justified means declared not guilty freely by his grace through redemption is in Christ Jesus. He's going to declare me justified someday. Actually, I'm already declared justified positionally. Practically, I'm not there yet. But someday when I die and receive my new body, I'll be at, uh, receive what the Bible calls the adoption of sons, and my salvation will be complete. I'll get rid of the old man I can't be complete with this old man in here. I was thinking this morning, I'm laying in bed about two this morning and thinking, I'm as bad as I ever was. This old man in me is as bad. He may be worse today than he was when he was 18 years old. You don't get better. The old man doesn't get better. He's still there at the least little moment to come out. I know you have a hard time believing this, but sometimes he comes out. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. Wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. So who is this Jesus to you? Is he your rock, your fortress, your deliverer, your God, your strength, your trust, your shield, your high tower, your stay, your portion, your cup, your shepherd, your light, your defense, your song, your keeper? or your righteousness or goodness. He's all those things and more. Oh, it's good to be saved. If you're not saved here this morning, I feel so bad for you. You need to get saved, trust Christ. If you'll confess you're a sinner unable to save yourself by any amount of good works, believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. In essence, he died for you, was buried and rose again the third day to take your sin upon himself. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we just see him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace is upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. 
Is that you he's talking about? Remember, it's not joining the church. It's not going to communion. It's not taking uh, some sort of confession. It's not, it's not having a creed. It is a person that you repent of your sin and by faith trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you want to know more about it, you come at invitation time or at another time and let us explain it to you. It will not hurt you in any way because we want you to be saved. We want you to go to heaven. We want you to have the beauty of what I just preached. Father, help us this morning. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who's come and explained this to these folks better than I could. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.